As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Listen, all in all, a great win. For whatever reason, we we like to keep it real close with these guys and um, and they're a heck of a football team. So glad we came out on the, the right end of it. Uh, the crowd was phenomenal, um, and they just kept bringing it and bringing it. I thought our defense kept bringing it and bringing it, uh, uh, and especially the second half. Everybody, the thing I'm probably most proud of was we all stuck together, and uh, nobody was pointing fingers at each other. And then you have the Watson and Watson thing, too. Uh, one new player and one young player step up and make make huge plays for us. So... And then listen, Boomer got to see his first game in Arrowhead, huh? He's been doing it a couple years, so we're, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's here. Anyways, with that time, Joe. I didn't realize this until after Thursday Night Football wrapped up. In fact, it was hosting the post-game show when a dear caller used a certain phrase that jogged my memory. Last week, against the Arizona Cardinals... The Chiefs did something that we did not point out, Nate Taylor. No Seth Kaiser on today's episode. We got a quicker one with me and Nate, and then Seth will be back for Monday's episode. We can dive in even deeper. But do you know what the Chiefs did against the Arizona Cardinals that they did not do on Thursday Night Football, my friend? No. Um, hello, by the way. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit puzzled. What one of our dear callers on postgame mentioned after Chiefs Chargers, that the Kansas City Chiefs only play weird games. <laughs> and against the Cardinals, it was a pretty normal game. Yeah, was that was pretty, normal enough. Like we said, thorough beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. Just wire to wire, just good football, nothing too crazy, just just efficient death machine. That's what they were. <laughs> well, Thursday night's always going to get wacky, but yep. Chiefs, Chargers, oh. Thursday night, Jeff Bezos in the stands. <laughs> I mean, what else could you have possibly asked for? This is, in fact, Times Ours. I'm Joshua Briscoe. He's Nate Taylor. Again, Seth Kaiser usually here with us, but a quicker recap on a very short turnaround for us, and then we'll be back to uh, to see what Seth gets on the film review side on Monday. But, Nate, just, just take me into Arrowhead, where they had to open the gates an hour early because <laughs> the people lined up were creating traffic problems. I love you lunatics listening to this show right now. Um, exactly. Walk me through what Arrowhead was like in that game, Nate, because I have to imagine it was an emotional roller coaster. 
Look, man, it was it was a it was a Kansas City like cookout. That's what it was. <laughs> like it was just everybody had a day off. Let's 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 fire up the grills. Let's let's catch up with people. Um it's funny, I caught up with, you know, friends from my fantasy football league, which is obviously the commissioner by Mike Jeffries, my my long f- friend from college. Um I saw a former neighbor, Josh. I saw I saw Anwar Garcia, <laughs> saw his crew. Uh I mean everybody was out here um for this game. And I and I think like it was so fun because I'm walking around, I'm trying to meet people. It's like it's lovely weather for a cookout. And uh and you know, shout out to PJ Phillips. He he said hello. Uh, he made it very clear that he enjoys the the podcast, so we salute him and and uh you know him just recognizing me very quickly. But yeah, man. Sometimes I remind myself that this job don't overcomplicate it, right, Josh? <laughs> huh? We we communicate. That's what we That's do. That's right. That's right. You know, I can use fancy words. I can go, you know, theoretical, but by and large, try to keep it simple. Dog, I couldn't keep it simple last night. I literally <laughs> stared at my computer and was like. <sighs> Dude, like, like it was a very hard game to recap, and ultimately, talking with my editor Brendan, we decided to say, "Hey, like, probably the biggest takeaway from this game that might that might like hold for the you know for the remainder of the season is like, hey, this defense is way it's it's developed a lot faster than people realize uh, than any, I think anybody in the <laughs> in the Chiefs organization realized. I mean, look, J- Jalen Watson had a out of pick six. <laughs> He's a seventh round pick, guys. Um, you know, playing in place of Trip McDuffie, a, a first round pick rookie who obviously played well against Arizona. So yeah, it was weird. Um I felt like the game had little flow to it. Or as soon as one team sort of found some rhythm or some momentum, then it quickly changed. Um and Josh, I don't know if you feel like the Chargers should have won this game. But when I rewatched it this morning, it was like, yeah, they they probably they probably should have won that game. But it does tell you um that the Chiefs are just a better the Chiefs are a more balanced team than what they were a year ago. And that that may yes. serve them well moving forward. So here's here's what I would say about the idea that the Chargers should have won that game. And there was some stuff going on on Twitter about like an expected score and all that. Look, man, sometimes these metrics are to try to help us understand what happened in games. I love right, that stuff. Right. Everyone listening hopefully knows that about about me. Um, I, I you get your Pythagorean win loss theorems in in baseball, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. That's like a real thing on on Baseball Reference. You know, th- right. it's not all. This isn't all super uh, high minded stuff. I think you could say from any angle the Chiefs were playing a um, gritty game, a, a dirty, messy game, an imperfect game. Or you could say that they stole one if you want. We say stuff like that in football all the time. The team that plays the best game doesn't always win, and the team that wins should never apologize for no. not being the best team if they weren't that day. But but here's my analogy. Here's here's how I felt like this this panned out last night. And one particular play brought this this thought to mind. The Chargers, for a good portion of that game, 
had Patrick Mahomes and had him had him by the hair and held him underwater. The bubbles eventually slowed, then the bubbles stopped, and the Chargers let go. And they went, okay, I think we finally drowned this team out. Maybe we finally have them. And then all of a sudden, bursting through the surface, one gasp of air, and more literally, bursting through a falling apart offensive line to jut, to jut through the pocket to find Justin Watson on a, on a javelin downfield. Patrick Mahomes gets one big lung full of air and and the the offense has oxygen again. And the Chargers had the Chiefs head underwater more often than not in that game. But that's not enough because the rules are different for the Chiefs because they have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and apparently because they have Jalen Watson, uh, who the two Watsons being the guys that stand head and shoulders above the rest in this game is so funny for so many reasons. Uh, like good funny and you know, like like yeah. warm your heart yeah. funny. It's we we talked about Tyreek Hill for for hours and days and weeks and years. It felt like this off season and the biggest explosion explosion play on offense is from a, a career special teamer, and the biggest explosive play on defense is from a guy drafted two forty three overall who was working at Wendy's with his mom while he tried to figure out if he could keep playing football. The Chiefs pick him up in the seventh round, and he becomes an instant hero in a divisional game that puts the Chiefs at two and zero in the AFC West. I mean, it's just. It is just chock full of good stuff. Yeah, they they beat you with their fourth receiver and their fourth cornerback. That's how they beat you. Um, And I would say that the Chargers should have won. But the analogy that I had in my in my head, Josh, and and you know me, and I'm still I'm still dealing with the five stages of grief about not watching tennis anymore. Um, <laughs> on a regular basis in prime time at the US Open but like the analogy in my head was like well the Chiefs held serve because they're the home team and now this sets up the Chargers to have obviously a little bit of a revenge factor later in the season when that game will thank god be played under normal circumstances cuz Thursday night games for all the hoopla and I love the hype and I mean Man, Amazon got money, y'all. Cause, <laughs> Cause them camera angles were like every Chiefs fan should thank Amazon Prime. Because if that's a normal CBS broadcast on a one o'clock slate, Ooh. you do not get the camera angles that tell you, hey, that ball, he may have tra- he may have used the ground to trap the ball. Uh Asante Samuel Jr. He may have used like without Amazon's like high technology in the NFL just pumping money into this, you know, um, new extravaganza, you don't get that camera angle. You know, uh, it was very clear that the NFL and Amazon wanted to let you know that, hey, this this feels like a playoff game because we, we got them playoff cameras in there. Like, we got, mm-hmm. we got all the wires. We got all the angles. You know, every replay is going to be the Madden cam, apparently. Um, right. So, every Chiefs fan should be grateful for that. And with that said, Look, this wasn't like, hey, we just had four aces and it was boom, bap. Like, all right, let's just move on to the next game. That that was the Cardinals. The Cardinals was just like, we just, we just, we're just better. Um, this felt like a service hole that had like seven deuces, and at the end of it, you're just like, whoo, okay, like at least, at least we held serve, and I didn't lose when I start with the advantage, which is playing at home 
on a Thursday night in front of your crowd for your home opener. Um, can I just name a few Chargers, Josh? Please. Asante Samuels Jr. Man, how he feeling today? Because <laughs> his only, dad roasted him on Twitter. Not and and I mean, understandable. Not only does he make the interception harder on himself, <laughs> even though, as Pat said after the game, they got him on a on a interesting coverage look where they disguised it really well. So you make the interception hard on yourself, then you trap it. And look, ladies and gentlemen, it's an offensive game. And this may happen to the Chiefs later in the year. You give these refs and these reviews any chance for the offense to stay on the field, guess what's going to happen? Mm. Offense is going <laughs> to stay on the field. The bigger issue is Asante Samuel Jr. does a great job recognizing who he's covering in the red zone at the goal line. It's Jody Fortson, i.e. ball coming here. Mm-hmm. And Patrick, and I think Kerb Herstreet did a very good job explaining this, kind of threw it like it was a slant. And it's like, no, like you're supposed to use Jody Fortson's height on a one-on-one, you know, sort of ball in the in the red zone. Um, the reason the Chargers lost is because that ball went right through Asante Samuel's hands and the ball did not on Jalen Watson. So both quarterbacks had an opportunity at the goal line to make a game-changing, soul-crushing interception. The Chiefs capitalize and the Chargers don't. Um, I know Seth is listening, and I know he's very hyped about what Chris Jones did. Mm-hmm. I also want to acknowledge that um, Corey Lindsay, pretty good, uh, the center for the Chargers. He he got injured. He did not play in the second half, um, and I believe it was uh, Trey Pinkins, the right tackle. He did not play for much of the second half with an ankle injury. That is what helped Chris Jones and George Karloftis and – Mike Dana really get into the action of like putting pressure on Justin Herbert because before the Chargers offensive line started to deteriorate, I thought Justin Herbert was playing excellent football. Look, man, the chiefs on an offensive off day beat a team that featured these players, Josh Asante Samuel jr. Great. Derwin James, even better. And JC Jackson, who is the whole reason he the whole reason he's on the team is for these kind of games. And they got beat by, yeah, Justin Watson and Jalen Watson. It is also like we haven't even talked about Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Right. We, we haven't even talked about Justin Herbert being able to stay in that game at the end. While I can only assume he had a worse rib cage situation than the original Adam. That joke would have killed for Seth. That was one for Seth. He wasn't here, but I thought I'd go ahead and force one in for him. Like, you may as well have taken one out and then used it to bet to make a backup quarterback because Chase Daniel was not going to stay in that game. <laughs> you have to grade on a scale. I, I do think, yes, especially I thought in the first half, I, I had the thought of, man, you know what? The Arizona Cardinals might just be some real stinkers. I saw, <laughs> I saw your tweet, and I was like... Who 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 the Cardinals got week two? Because <laughs> like That's, yeah, we need we need both we need both parts of this equation. Because you know now that the Chiefs have played, we get Sunday to sort of relax and watch Red Zone, and you best believe oh. I'm gonna see what it happens with the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals Raiders is gonna be a nice little cross section oh. for the Chiefs in charge. How That'll be gonna, how are they gonna cover Devontae? Seriously, how are some of their guys back? Are, are some of their guys back? Like I don't think any co- of their guys are really back. Is, I, 
Vince, I wouldn't even bliss Derek Carr, dog. I wouldn't even no. do it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So this is my biggest number one overall takeaway. It is way easier to nitpick or or it's easier, not even the nitpick. That's that's not even strong enough of a word. It is easier to go back through and and comb through where the Chiefs had mistakes, where they, in some people's opinions, maybe even at least up to half and maybe more than half of this show and certainly half of this show should have gone forward on fourth and goal from the one. Should have should have been more aggressive at midfield. Should have maybe had some different choices on their uh, short yarded situations. Should have this, that, the other. Mahomes was not perfect. No one in this game was perfect. The offensive line, all of that. We can go through, itemize, bullet point down that list and and do it reasonably. I'm sure they're going to be doing that in the film room all week long next week at Arrowhead. But it is much easier to do that whenever you are one week and one game into the NFL season and you are mm-hmm. guaranteed to be in sole possession of first place in the AFC West at yep. the end of week two. Everything else does, winning really does take care of everything with a big asterisk there, but it it really does because the the miscommunications or the mistakes or the whatever you want to you want to pick at. And there was plenty, there's plenty of this game to, to say, hey, here's where the Chiefs did not play their best football. Mahomes said as much, Evident to anybody with eyes, but they're alone at the top of the division and they do get extra credit for doing it against an opponent that I at least think is absolutely legitimate. That defense is real. Justin Herbert is real and they didn't have Keenan Allen. Now the chiefs didn't have Trent McDuffie. Maybe those kind of even out a little bit, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really not sure. Frankly, if Trent McDuffie's out there, uh, Jalen Watson isn't. And I'm not saying McDuffie doesn't make that play, but Jalen Watson did. And so I don't I don't want to dull that moment one bit. So I, I think you can give the Chiefs credit for playing a Thursday night level of sloppy football in a tough game against a great opponent on a short week in week two. I, I don't I don't want to I don't have anything to deflate. I don't want to slow down the hype train. It wasn't perfect football, but right. it was good enough to win that game. And so so the way we evaluate it gets a lot less intense, I think. I, I've noticed, Josh, that some people were, you know, a bit disappointed in the offensive line. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um what Thursday night proves is that you don't have a game plan. You really don't. Like these game plans have pretty much been locked in since about the end of training camp. And you can kind of sprinkle in some new stuff. Some people were also wondering, like, why is Sky Moore not playing? Because, like, what do they always do, guys, when they're not forced to play rookies? They sit them. (laughs) Get used to the speed of the game. Like, get used to the rhythms. Like, it may take Sky Moore a few weeks to, like, get, you know, integrated into the offense. Um, And you want to see how those veteran guys work because, you know, they have experience with, you know, 
other quarterbacks not named Patrick Mahomes, and they're trying to get adjusted to him. Um, but yeah, the issue with with not having a game plan is okay. Now it just becomes, well, what are they going to do? And I think the Chiefs were a little bit surprised with some of the blitzing by the Chargers, which I thought was interesting until it stopped working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it was great in the first half. And then and then it wasn't. Um, and Jerick McKinnon does a great job in blitz protection, which allows Patrick to step in the pocket to find, you know, Justin Watson in, in a one-on-one matchup with J.C. Jackson, who he absolutely cooked. And um, it just also confirms one thing that I've known to be true, Josh. I would never want to be a cornerback in this league. I don't care oh my how goodness. good I am. No. I don't no, care. J.C. Jackson could have an argument for the be- to be the best corner in football. Yes. And he got cooked by a special teamer because it was time. <laughs> just because it's hard. That's it's really hard. It's just like, hey, it's third 10. He's probably thinking I'm going for out route or maybe a, a rounded off sort of corner route. Nope. Going right to the end zone, son. Um, and it's, it's just, it's so hard. Like, all of a sudden, Jalen Ramsey went from being elite to, hey, man, I'm going to have some eyes on you in week two, okay? Because, like, <laughs> what happened? Um, it's really hard to play DB in this league, guys. Um, but I think the Chiefs did a better job sort of chipping, making adjustments as the game went along. So what it really comes down to is, hey, man, it's Khalil back versus Andrew Wiley. How you think that's going to go? Like, mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's Joey Bosa versus Orlando Brown. How do you think it's going to go? Like this show, I think, has been pretty, pretty uh, in the corners of both Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley. Yes. In, in proper respects. And still we can say, did you hear the names of the pass rushers that <laughs> right. Nate just said? <laughs> right. And I just watched the Chargers literally devour the Raiders offensive line. So. Even with all the success that the Chargers had, I still feel like the Chiefs gave Mahomes opportunities. The bigger issue to me, Josh, and I'm sure what will be hampered and or sort of hammered out is um, it's early. Y'all got to be better on short yardage. Like It's just it was one of the takeaways I have from this game is that, like, you know, the Chargers are well prepared. They know that shovel pass to to Travis Kelsey's coming. I found it somewhat interesting that Andy Reid didn't want to show anything relatively new in short yardage situations to a divisional opponent in the first matchup, which means, yes, kids, we're we're probably setting ourselves up to have some zippers come down, you know, when <laughs> when the Chiefs and Chargers have some rematches. It was fascinating to me, Josh, that that Andy Reid was evident in saying that like. Let's just try to beat them straight up with what we've installed into this new sort of reshaped offense, but we're not going to give them any specialty plays because I just want to see how we play straight up um, because it will serve us moving forward towards the, you know, the, the big picture of the season. So they had some interesting route combinations from time to time. Um, the one that got Travis Kelsey open near the end zone, I thought was, was really good. And Hey, offensive line did his job. Um, as Mahomes did to sort of scramble out of it, but yeah, I mean, it's when you don't when you when you play these Thursday games, it's just it's a lack of concentration, it's a lack of routine, it's a lack of staying in rhythm, and who can adjust and really play through adversity better? And the Chiefs did it better in the fourth quarter. 
the the idea of hey, we didn't really see anything new there is you're you're absolutely right, but I hadn't thought of it in that way till you said it, which I think is you know you being you being a good uh, narrative setter, it's a good good work. I, I like what what you're doing there because not just preparing for the uh, you know for for the zippers that may uh, may be unzipped in uh, November twentieth. That's that's the uh, Chiefs Chargers round two. Circle the calendars. Just just plan your day around it now. Plan your month around it now. But the thing, the individual thing that gave me the the biggest concern specifically in that first half and really through that opening sequence, you know, as I've often said, Nate, as soon as the Chiefs get away from those first 15, they're great. But Andy Reid's first 15, I mean, just just an effing disaster, man. I was I was beside myself. But the, the thing that really did concern me and that that frankly, I, I do take still as a bit of concern is that against the Cardinals, they were just running just the cleanest offense you've ever seen. I mean, it just everything they did seemed to be working in pretty much every every form. Even when it didn't work, it wasn't bad. Even when it only worked okay, it was still moving the ball. Like, it just was running the offense. And against the Chargers, to go back to my earlier analogy, like it felt like you are holding your breath underwater, then you come up for a gasp of air and then go back underwater again. Mm-hmm. And... I would love, I don't look, I, I'm not, I love the explosive plays, obviously, but those can be, if it, when those are sprinkled in to a just deadly efficient offense, that's when this team looks unbeatable to me. Mahomes looks unbeatable personally whenever he's able to burst through a, a just an absolute, uh, a, a, a mini armed figure, like looking like a, some sort of, um, I don't know what like what's the like the Hindu god with all the arms. That's basically what was in front of him in the offensive line, the defensive line, just nothing but limbs in all shapes and sizes. And he busts through and then hits Justin Watson. That's wonderful. I, I love the Mahomes magic, obviously. Right. But it it did feel like the offense itself was was rendered um it, if not if not irrelevant, at least everything looked a lot harder. Yeah. I called this man an overqualified game manager in my story, Josh. Believable. I was trying not to use that phrase. (laughs) But it's true. Like, after the interception, that wasn't an interception, which led to us talking to the refs after the game in a pool report, which the ref said, um, it looked, it looked like he he trapped it. To which, okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, eh. Could go either way. Um, hey, we'll see what that call is in SoFi Stadium. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, he was... <laughs> but it's only 95% Chiefs fans. <laughs> see? See, why you do that to them? I don't know. Why, why I you don't do know. Because it was there. I saw the ball. The ball was hanging on the rim, and I was like, it just it's about to bounce back up. Should I slam it? I'll slam it. Should I swing from rope <laughs> to rope? Um, <laughs> no, I, I just... I get the sense that... You know, Mahomes is a much more mature quarterback um, because he tightened it up when you absolutely needed him to tighten it up, which is, hey, we're down 17-14. You know, we got the ball in short yardage or or on the plus side of the field, I should say, you know, make sure we have a chance to, like, get it in the end zone. And it's unfortunate that they couldn't punch it in running the football. Um, But, hey, all right, it's, you know, now we have the lead. You know, Jalen Watson has sort of – rallied us in a way that was um, stunning. And now we need you to protect the football and manage the clock and like, you know, make sure these completions are pretty safe so that we can get, you know, at least some more points on it for it to be a two square game. And a bit, and basically kid, the game was over. Okay. The the chiefs and I'm going to be Seth now, but the chiefs basically gave up 
17 points. Like all them yards, those that touchdown at the end, down matter. Okay. Um, it got a little hairy there because you know <laughs> Justin Watson almost went from hero to to like, oh no, son. Um, but hey, that's why Noah Gray's there. The 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 majestic white horse on a sandy yeah. beach knows where the football is, okay? Um, so keep him away. It's a weird game, Josh. It's so weird because I'm more impressed with Mahomes after he made those poor throws than, yeah, all the creative stuff to throw it. Like, it's weird to say, like, to throw to Justin Watson is impressive. It does not, it does not thrill me because last year there were times where he could have played better in the fourth quarter against the Chargers at home last year where he didn't produce. And this time, learning from those lessons, he actually executed at a high level. Not being thrilled with that throw from Patrick Mahomes is like, I, like Whitney Houston drops and I was like, oh, I just, I just, I mean, it just, it just sounds like Whitney Houston always sounds like. I mean, I saw, you know, I'm just not that impressed anymore. It's like, but yeah, but have you listened to anybody else sing? Have you watched any other quarterback ever? Like, listen, I know that they're it's their hits. Maybe hey. they're their greatest hits, but my God. Hey, man, but they got this. They got this new. They got this new artist who was out here blowing pipes with a broken wing. Okay? I mean, that's true. I mean, that's I mean, I mean, have you like, I don't know who's the comparable to Whitney Houston, but like, hey, man, like the girl was out here on broken ribs. Like, I just got to get in the studio and sling it and just <laughs> and was out here throwing lasers after after showing everybody. Hey, I just want I just want everybody to know I'm I'm grinding. I'm facing adversity. I'm going to spike this ball. But that's okay. I just want I just want to set everybody up for this fourth down ying. Like it was so good. It was so stupidly good. Like Juan Thornhill was just like, I mean, I'm here, but like, all right, next snap, next snap. Nothing I can do about that. So, I mean, hey, like Justin Herbert is he's so good. So freaking good. But when it comes to winning, sometimes you don't need to do the spectacular. You just need to execute. Well, look, and I don't know if this show is spectacular, and I know, yes, listeners, if this is like half as long as our usual episodes, and sometimes I feel like they're an hour and a half. So uh, this was this is the uh, the result of a Thursday night week, and uh, no Seth and a tight schedule on our side. So we wanted to get out here, though, and at least give you a little bit of joy and excitement and a, a quick review of where we were at on this game. This half hour flew by. Yes, uh, sir. If you want more, Nate's postgame article is up on The Athletic right now. Seth already has a Chris Jones film review cooked uh, while we have... Uh, that was up before we even got going here on this pod today. So uh, you can check that out now. I'm sure he'll keep writing more. I'm sure Nate's going to keep writing more. Enjoy the weekend of uh, presumably the Red Zone channel and uh, knowing that your team is 2-0 at the top of the AFC West. Nate, get us out of here. Now we start scouting for the Indianapolis Colts who play the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you care <laughs> about your team, I expect the hashtag tag czars to be on Twitter telling me what 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 you like about the looks what do you see from the what do you see from the defensive line what how can we manipulate the safeties if y'all sunday at noon i'm gonna be grinding through colts jaguars tape sign me up boys football's back <laughs>